Just want to warn our viewers out there listening to the PatCast radio that um, we use some pretty heavy and explicit language during this episode of the PatCast. I just want y'all to be forewarned. Are we rolling right now or are we talking as friends? Um, or both? I'm rolling now, but oh. I wasn't. But So, so we, we were, were talking as friends. Um, <laughs> now we're talking as professional uh, colleagues. Oh, oh. Yeah. oh, wait, sorry, we are rolling. We are rolling, yeah. Continue, continue the sex. Oh my bad. Oh, oh, oh I'm gonna shit my pants. Welcome to the podcast. Come have a blast. Step on the gas. Smack a giraffe. It's the podcast. Come talk fast. Pass some gas. Make it last. Welcome to the PatCast. It's episode 83. Unfortunately, we didn't plan this correctly. It really would have been good for 82, but whatever. It's it's too late. 82 has already been done. We can pretend. Uh, I'm Patrick. We can pretend, yeah. 82.5, 82 and a half, whatever. Perfect. Uh, I'm Patrick, your host of the PatCast, and um, joining me, this is actually, be- actually before I even say joining me, this is the uh, season eight premiere of the podcast. Ooh. Eighth, eighth, eighth anniversary of the podcast. Very exciting. So, yeah, very exciting stuff. And we've got a very special guest to kick off season eight. We've got Long Island radio personality John Online from 106.1 BLI, a.k.a. John Mingione, a.k.a. Joy Riot's frontman, a.k.a. former late night with Jimmy Fallon intern, a.k.a. and most importantly today, Blink-182 expert. <laughs> Was that the longest intro you've ever given anybody? Easily, 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 yes. Wow, yeah, we uh, <laughs> we wear a lot of hats over here. You do, you do. You know, you you always have. You've worn many hats in the times that I've known you. There actually, t- I don't think I've ever seen you wear a hat. I'm wearing a hat right now. It's actually the, uh, believe it or not, it's uh, Mark Hoppus, uh, the bass player of Blink, has this company called Hi, My Name is Mark. And yes. um, it's just his logo is a big octopus. So I often, I, I drunk, do you ever drunk shop? Have you done that online? Um, I have not actually. That 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 is something I haven't haven't partaken in. I don't know why. Like sometimes I'll just I'll get drunk and I'll come home and I'll just like start shopping online. It's weird. It's a weird thing. So I, I it's like Christmas at my house. I just continuously get these packages from Hi, my name is Mark, and I'm like, oh, I guess I bought a bunch of T-shirts. So half of my wardrobe. That's, that's is- got to be a common thing, right? I mean, with people, I feel like you know people who who well, I don't know that you're a shopping addict, but I feel like well, and I'm not saying you're a drunk either, but <laughs> I feel like. <laughs> I feel like that's probably a common thing, drunk shopping. Yeah, I get home and that's I'm like, oh. Be common. But half of my clothes are uh, Mark Hoppus octopus, and everybody always asks, what's the octopus? And I just kind of, I, I come up with different stories. I, I say I'm sponsored by this company. I tell them it's a new American Eagle logo. I don't say any of those things. Yeah. Terrible. Well, next time you're drinking and shopping, think of me and text me. I'll give you my address, and you can, you can send me something. Only if I'm at Victoria's Secret. Oh, perfect! That's my favorite my favorite store to shop at. Great, and actually, I got I you did say Joy Riot's frontman. Actually, we changed the name yet again. Ah, <laughs> oh, uh, you know, oh, we've changed. Well, that's that's okay. We can we can break the news here. We'll break the news um, live. So I'm doing a thing. I think we're gonna call it Sub Coastal. Sub Coastal. Dub Coastal. Sub like a, that works. Like a like Subway like Sub. Oh, Sub! I said Dub. Yeah. Dub like, Coastal. Yeah. That's, that could be our side. Good, <laughs> good. The remix is, is Dub Coastal. But yeah, so. I, I still haven't. 
I still haven't released anything yet. Still working on it. Still working on the videos. Mm-hmm. You, you released everything before I was even ready. It was still Joy Riots, but I know, did. That's awesome. That was a that was a monumental uh, evening. We uh, we broke listenership that night. One, it was a it was a record at that time for Podcast Radio listenership. Um, it was a, it was a fun night for everybody. I think. All right, dude. Let's get into Blink. I've been waiting for this moment we, yeah, my whole life. We've been waiting for this moment since the last we were we were almost dove into it last time. There was not enough time. There's there's hopefully enough time today. And there it, you know, we've had a lot of a lot of tragedies, you know, this year. Oh yeah. Um topping the list Blink-182 um for you being their biggest fan of all time. Uh, back in Jan- wasn't it January when like the news kind of broke? They're like, Tom's out of the band. So how did you feel at that moment? Was I the first one that texted you about it? So yet again, f- uh, yes, I do consider myself <laughs> the biggest Blink Ready Two fan alive. However, whenever there's new news or a brand new song that's been leaked or something, you Pat are always the person <laughs> to let to text me. Uh, which is fantastic. And so thank you. I don't even need to like go on my Blink sites anymore because I have you. Yeah. But, um, well, I have a problem. I mean, I, 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 I wouldn't really say that I am, but I guess I am. I'm somewhat of like a social media addict in a way that I follow a ton of stuff and I'm always on top of like whatever's going on or what, you know, I, you know, I can, I can tell, especially when a story's breaking online, when like my Twitter feed's blowing up of like, you know, Blink-182, you know, Tom quits, he didn't quit, this, that, and the other, everything's like freaking out. So if I see something that pertains to any of my friends that I know that they really like, I'm usually going to go out of my way to just be like, hey, this is going on. <laughs> you should probably look into it. Yeah, and you, so. you showed me. You told me about the breakup, and you you told me you showed me their song. Um, what what song? He was up all night. No, what? When they put out neighborhoods, it was uh, "Hearts All Gone." You showed me. Hearts All Gone. Yeah, yeah. And I just I That's remember right. I was in New Paltz. I was in college. This was four year four years ago, and you texted me new Blink song, and I think I responded with "Fuck you." And I didn't believe yeah. you. I didn't believe you. And then you right. Yeah, yeah. I sat on the floor of my new Paltz, um, my my then house, my college room house. I sat on the floor. I don't know why. I was probably on some kind of a substance. But anyway, yeah. I, so I listened to that song. It's very old blink sounding that song. And I was just blown away. So thank you for that news. But when you gave me the news yeah, that course. they when you gave me the news that they broke up or that Tom was quitting or whatever the hell it was, I uh, I kind of my first thing I was like, oh, this not a no way this has to be a rumor not again not after everything that's happened because they broke up like once before twice before they had that weird awkward thing with boxcar racer when tom and travis cheated on mark and mark wasn't cool with it but they did it anyway and then they threw him the song elevator they said mark sing guest vocals on elevator that'll that'll hold you over but he was still pissed Mm -hmm, yeah but after all that and then they went on another tour and they were talking about doing a new album and then all of a sudden we have this news that tom is quitting I was like, I texted all my, all my Blink friends. We were all, we were really, we were really sad for a couple of days there. But yeah, so well, I think I think the world was shocked as far as you know the the Blink One Eighty Two universe of fans were you know were it just seemed out of the blue. And I think the worst part about it, I think it was in that first interview that leaked with Rolling Stone with like Mark and Travis when they came out with this news. They said something like this was the exact same chain of events that happened when they broke up back in. Whenever it was, two thousand four. I think it was two thousand. Yeah, two thousand and four. Now, yeah. I gotta say, when this, so when the news came out that Blink broke up, you gotta remember, I work at a pop radio station. I work at like for, you know, they're playing <laughs> the new uh, Lady Gaga, Katy Perry. So when I'm I'm sure. walking around, moping around that Blink Ready Two broke up, no one gives a shit. No one cares. Right. 
But and yeah. I need to it's prove not, to it's them. It's not. It's not. It's not 2001 anymore. <laughs> if it could only. If it could be 1999 forever, that would be forever. Oh my gosh, you have no idea. We we years ago we did a, a 1999 episode of the podcast where oh, we yeah. just talked about how great it was. It was a great year, and it really was. It was so. It was so fantastic. But that's a, that's a whole nother, That's a whole nother deal. We'll get into the 90s um, at a different point. But yeah, but so nobody yes, nobody cared around the pop station. I had a couple friends who were mildly interested in Blink, so they they knew that they knew that I was like bummed out. Um, the my producer who's here with me now, Johnny. Johnny, did you did you care? What? How, Johnny? On a on a scale of one to ten, how when when you heard that Blink broke up, Johnny, how, did you how did you care at all? Mm, a little. On a scale from <laughs> one to ten, I think we're talking. Uh, yeah, maybe like four. So it's not nothing. Okay. Yeah. I think I was. What year was it? This was this year. This just happened when I told you that Tom quit. Like, oh, this... I didn't know about this year. I'm talking about like <laughs> back in the day when they were hot. Yeah. No, right now I, I don't care all that much. So he didn't even know. He didn't even know. Right. Um. He. It. <clears throat> yeah. So I had nobody to. I had nobody to to talk about it with except for you, Pat. So. Well, but, I'm always here for you. But now the internet at large. So that that week was a funny week because. For me, it was almost as if somebody in my life had died because everybody knows how much I love Blink. So my email was blowing up and my phone was blowing up and my my Facebook inbox. People were like everybody was telling me what had happened with Tom and I just had to respond to everybody like, I know, okay, enough. And so when that Mark and Travis interview came out, honestly, and I've always been a Mark guy. Mark, Mark has been my hero. Mm-hmm. Mark Hoppus has been my hero since – I've fifth fourth grade, and I've always looked yeah, up to I've him. Been more, I've, I've always been more of a Mark guy than a Tom guy. Yeah, Mark. Mark is just he was. And I picked up the bass because of Mark, and I, literally people say that when I sing, I sound like Mark. Probably, probably because I've just forced myself to sound like him throughout the years. But now it just happens. But so I've sure. always had his side, like Angels and Airwaves plus forty four. I always I followed plus forty four more. I mean, loved Angels Agreed. and Airwaves. Yeah. Loved him, but right. plus forty four. Yeah, still bummed. Plus forty four didn't do any more than the one album. Yeah, they kind of. Angels and Airwaves far surpassed them as as far as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I wish. I really wish because I remember. I like came across a link not too long ago, uh, a Blink link. I want to call it. And it was like an interview with Mark from like 2008 or nine, saying they were like working on the second album. And I'm like, well, I wonder how much of that ever even ended up existing. True. I wonder if they're we still. Never, old we memory. never got it. When the Mark and, and Travis Rolling Stone interview came out, to be honest, I was a little pissed at Mark and Travis. I was, I felt right. like they kind of were just throwing out their side of their arg- the argument because obviously there's two sides to this, and I feel like they were just talking shit about Tom. Like to be honest, yeah. like, I mean, I know that Tom was probably wrong in all of this, but yeah, and what, he's I think it's a, he's done it before, so. Since he's done it before, but at the same time, it just felt kind of cheap of Mark and Travis to just go to Rolling Stone and just throw this out there. Now, I wish that I could be a fly on the wall with them and their conversations, and I wish that I was able to actually know what went down between the three of them. But it, to me, to a diehard Blink fan who loves Mark Hoppus, I just I was like, really, Mark? You're just really throwing Tom under the bus 100% without really giving his side of the story just tr- i felt like they were really trying hard to make tom seem like the biggest asshole and it worked every a lot of blink fans a lot of sure. my blink fan friends, yeah turned on tom yeah even yeah. hashtag that's a perfect hashtag turned on tom mm-hmm. turned on tom <laughs> he'd like it i think he'd approve two, two of my really big uh tom DeLong advocates were against tom they were like more right. mark and travis and i was like guys like 
we got to we got to see Tom's going to post something and then I believe it was the next day he posted that hilarious random picture of some dude like dressed as an alien um and yeah. kind of explained that there were there were two sides of the story and that it was his manager who had said, now yeah. I, I don't think that Tom's lying I ne- I don't think that Tom no. ever lied I think he just withheld stuff He also said he didn't quit that was that was the weird thing is that it was just like he said he didn't quit and it was the manager thing so that was like it was like I texted you one day I'm like Tom quit and then I texted you the next day I'm like never mind Tom didn't quit <laughs> well, Exactly <laughs> it, was, it was a confusing couple of days cuz I felt like I felt like it was probably an awkward thing between Tom and Mark and Travis. Like through all of this, so what the press was saying is that Tom quit, and there was no communication. It sounds like with them, it was just through Tom's manager. So they weren't all they were hearing was that Tom's out. Tom that which means that translates to Tom quit. So they they're not talking to Tom because the only way they can talk to Tom is through this manager. That so... sucks. Also, like what. You would think that right. the three dudes who who got famous together from be, being childhood friends, you would think that they would still communicate amongst themselves, and they would never communicate through managers. But I guess maybe yeah. they can just call or text. They, yeah, they. But I'm sure that they've done they've done so many things. They've got they got on world tours, sold out the garden a million times. So maybe maybe they're too big to, to communicate with each other. But fuck that, right? Like, mm, yeah. What, I, yeah, I don't. I don't know, but so I felt like there was just probably a real a lack of communication, and Tom probably said something like, "Yo, I can't, I can't do Blink right now. Like, I need some time to do all. He's doing all his book stuff, and he's yeah. doing film stuff. So I bet you it was like Tom was like, "Yo, like I'm indefinite right now about when I could come back to Blink." And I bet Mark and Travis were like, "Fuck this, we want you now. So we're just gonna go ahead and just start doing it without you." And then they kind of put out the false pretense that Tom had quit or that Tom was right. like, leading to quit, and. I, I, I yeah. get it. From their point, they were angry, but I, I just think it should have been handled differently. Yeah, his quote, his exact quote from that post, he said, "Our relationship got poisoned yesterday. Never planned on quitting. Just find it hard as hell to commit." There you go, and that—that's exactly, yeah. exactly. So I bet you he was just like being a dick and not getting back to them, or not responding, or not telling them what yeah. was up, not giving them a straight answer. Yeah, just working on, and he was pretty much just working on what he thought was more a priority to him, like what he wanted. I mean, because. You know, he could go to Blink if he wanted to. He just had these other things that he probably thought took, you know, precedence over Blink, you know, Angels and Airwaves, Nine Angels and Airwaves albums, a, sol- a solo album, a comic, whatever he's doing, <laughs> worrying about UFOs. Yeah, I, and also with his book stuff, like, I, I wonder if anybody actually cares. I wonder if he actually makes any money off of his book. Like, I'm sure that, like... Did diehard Tom DeLonge fans buy? Like, yes, I, there I did... are certain fans. I mean, I'm sure you know, especially ones that that have enough money these days to just buy every single thing that comes out. I'm not one of them. I love Blink 182. I don't think I'm as big of a fan as you by any stretch. But I, I'm not planning on buying a Tom DeLonge comic book, nor am I planning on probably buying you know every single album he's planning on putting out, however many that may be. Exactly. Unless I just really like what something I hear, but you know, I I don't think that's going to be the case. Right yeah, now. I don't think but, that I would. I don't think that I'm going to read the book. Maybe I'll watch the film. Maybe I'll watch his movies that he put. Oh out. yeah, the film too. Yeah, I mean, yeah. But then, so then this whole thing comes about with Matt Skiba. I'm sure you want to get into Skiba stuff. Oh, well, of course, we got to get to the Skiba chapters. But they already had this date lined up anyway with Matt Skiba, correct? Like they had a they had a concert that they were already planned with him prior to the split because Tom couldn't do it because of a, another commitment with Angels and Airwaves or something. Well, no, actually, believe it or not, 
that concert, that was Travis's concert. Wait, I'm, I'm, the name is escaping me. Tattoo, Tattoo Ink, mm-hmm. Ink Fest, whatever. Tattoo Ink Fest, whatever it was. It was something Tattoo Fest. It was Travis Barker was running the concert, and they had planned to do. They didn't plan on doing it with Skiba. They were doing it. Oh, with, okay, okay. They were doing it with. Tom. I just thought for some reason I thought it was already like planned, just because Tom couldn't do it. So maybe no. that's how. I, that's so what I missed. I think okay, that okay. that was the. Is the saying the straw that broke the camel's back? Is that the saying? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think that yeah. was what did it because they had Tom had committed to the concert with Mark and Travis as Blink Ready Two, and then when the dates came closer, I think Tom backed out and said, "Sorry, I can't do this." Travis and Mark said, "What the fuck? You have to do this. Yeah. We, it's Travis's concert. Travis is running this whole thing. How could you do this?" So that that's when they said, "Screw it, we're doing it with Matt Skiba," and then uh, and I didn't even know that it was pronounced Skiba until this. Uh, I, Matt Skiba. I just I knew that from Alkaline Trio, obviously the lead singer Matt Skiba. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I just knew that it existed. I never knew how to pronounce it, but now I do. So yes. I guess they said, "Fuck it, we'll get Matt Skiba," and then they played a bunch of they they ended up playing a bunch of like practice shows, I guess, with him. And I'm not gonna lie, I str- so. When I found out they were playing shows around California with Skiba before this big, like, tattoo fest, I watched, I streamed, I streamed some of the shows with, I watched some of the live shows that they did with Matt Skiba, and, dude, I, 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 I couldn't even believe that I felt the way that I did, because having Blink Ready 2, Blink Ready 2 is Mark Hoppus, is Travis Barker, it's Tom DeLonge. I mean, obviously... Yep. Their old drummer Scott Rayner was there up, sure. until, up until Dude Ranch. I'll even consider him a Blinkenite. But bringing somebody sure. else into the band and then calling it Blink Ready Two, it that was kind yeah. of fucked up to me. Um, yeah. But when I watched the shows back, when I watched the streaming shows, I was so impressed and pumped up because Matt yeah. Skiba was honestly like 1999 Tom DeLonge that I grew up and loved. He was wearing the backwards hat. He was wearing the t- – like Tom changed up the way that he looks a little bit, changed up his style. Matt Skiba had that sure. raw punk rock San Diego, California look going. So the new – the pictures of Blink with Matt Skiba, it's almost like like insert yeah. old Tom here with Matt. And also he sounded good. The guitar playing was good. It just – it was really – it was cool. And I couldn't believe that I was supportive of yeah. them with Skiba. Right. Yeah, that that seems to be the general uh, thing. Like when I was reading reviews after that, everybody was so into that. Like, and, and just like that, they felt like you did before. They were like, "How dare you <laughs> bring someone else in?" But after they saw it or saw you know YouTube videos, everyone was blown away, and you know they were like, "I think I think we're okay with this." <laughs> so. It's um, it's strange how that works out, but honestly, I mean, thousands of bands have been in this situation, you know, in the past. It's this isn't this is you know tales old as time with bands like you know members come and go, bands continue on, fans are, you know, like well, you know, I miss this person, but you know, I'm still going to follow the band anyway. I guess that you know? that's a really good point that you make that a lot of bands will lose members. And... Oh, all the t- all the time, all the time. I think the thing is too, though. Like, I mean, it's different in Blink One Eighty Two's case because they have two singers, obviously. So there's definitely going to be something missing, you know. Regardless, you don't have Tom singing his parts on songs. But with bands, with most bands, with one singer, it's like, well, as long as the singer's still there, and you're gonna, I mean, it's gonna sound like them. But if you have like, if it's like an, you know, there's there's tons of classic rock bands that still tour with other singers that aren't you know, 
that weren't members of any original lineup, but it's like the bass player is the only <laughs> original right, member. The only it's like, original why, member. Why are we still doing this? And they can still call so, him Jethro Tull or whatever the fuck. Yeah, and still and still make you know money on these tours and stuff. And that I'm just like, well, I don't know, I don't know about that. But I mean, you're you're still getting two thirds of Blink. They're playing all the songs you want to hear. Yeah, but at so. the same time, like, so I love that point that bands. So many bands come and go with new and old members. Now, the unique thing about Blink, and I, I mean, even with a band like Green Day, Billy Joe Armstrong leads Green Day. Billy Joe, and then there's Trey Cool behind the drums and Mike Durnt. Yep. Now, the, your right. average person wouldn't know Trey Cool and Mike Durnt. Your average person Correct. would know Billy Joe. The thing about Blink Correct. is in the 90s, during the Backstreet Boys era, when Blink became popular, um, they yep. were with Backstreet Boys. They are packaged in with Eminem. They became their own thing. Mark, Tom, and Travis were... I would say decently household names. Mark Hoppus and, and Tom DeLonge, like their personalities made Blink who it was. So it's not, and, right. and Travis Barker was right. had his own had his own sound behind the drums. So each yep. member had their own personality that made it Blink. It wasn't like replace bassist right. here, replace guitar player here. Yeah, so they all have their own personalities. And also with, along with the band, they obviously brought the perversions and the jokes and Mark and Tom just complimented each other. So now it's like, Excuse me, I have to burp. Um, now it's just like <laughs> it just—it seemed like a part is is missing. It, it like a band like Taking Back Sunday, a band like um, you know nobody really knows the members. Adam Lazara is the only one from Take or and John Nolan, but you know people leave these right. bands, these alternative bands, and even a band like Fall Out Boy, like Pete mm-hmm. Wentz and Patrick Stump. You know, do you know? Do you know the mm-hmm. other two? Couldn't couldn't tell anybody else. Andy and the other Andy's the drummer. I've done like five. Hey, maybe you can do this. I was I was playing this game the other day. I was I was and and maybe you can do this since you work in pop radio and maybe you just know or maybe you've met them or whatever. But can you name any other member of Maroon Five besides oh Adam God. Levine? Uh, oof, it's gotta suck. Nobody, to be nobody who's can. Not Adam Levine. It sucks to be anybody. Nobody can. Isn't that kind of cool to be able to like be a, a a professional bass guitar player that that plays Madison Square Garden be, is a millionaire but no <laughs> yeah. one knows who the f you are. Easy, easy money, probably. I guess. And you can live a regular That's life, it. like yeah. Wow, I never yep. even thought about that. Yep, and they're a nobody. That's like my favorite example of it. It's like Maroon Five. Name a me- name a member that's not <laughs> Adam Levine. There's a there's a dude named Mike. No, I'm gonna I, go. I I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go memorize. I'm gonna go memorize their lineup. Just so I'll have that answer ready. Let me. Like, ask, I'm gonna in my holster. I'm gonna ask Siri. Hang on. <laughs> Siri, who are the members even of Maroon Five? Let me check on that. Here is what I found. Okay. All right. So she brings them all up. Adam Levine, James yeah. Valentine, Ryan Dusick, and Matt Flynn. And nobody – but who cares about those people? Yeah. Matt Flynn. Oh, man. Matt Flynn. My my favorite. He's such uh, a good uh, musician. He's a drummer. He's a drummer. <laughs> I was hoping that Siri would, Siri would just pull up um, – Adam Levine, I was like, uh, where were we? Yeah, so replacing Tom with Matt Skiba, then Mark and Travis um, went on to talk about how they're doing an album, and it's been since confirmed that Travis and Mark yeah. are doing an album with Matt Skiba now. And right. I I am pumped up for it. I am excited. I think that, I mean, this is now years later after the, the last Blink self-titled album came out. I kind of mm-hmm. felt like that out I mean, when it came out. I felt like it was the Bible, and I listened to it over and over and over and over and over and over and over again, and I loved it. Mm-hmm. Right. But I think I loved it mainly because I was missing new Blink songs. So they could have put out an album that was just static, that was just, and I would have been like, yeah. "This is so inspiring." 
You know? <laughs> right. <laughs> but so I feel like that album kind of um, lacked lacked a lot. And that's because the band, the three guys, weren't really in the room. Mark, Tom, and Travis were recording and sending each other files from different studios. And then they came out right. with their EP, Dogs Eating Dogs, which they did write mm-hmm. together, Mark, Tom, and Travis. And I felt like that was so much better than the self-titled album. It was Dogs Eating Dogs to me was... I was really excited to hear a new Blink album because Dogs Eating Dogs kicked ass, in my opinion. Yeah, it was so good. Yeah. You oh, you liked it too. Like they they didn't. I play did. It. I love my. I mean, I love the just the title, the the song Dogs Eating Dogs. Like I was just like, man, if I could just get an album of just like this, I was just like, you know, I'm all for it. And I thought like I was just like I was like I thought that was what was gonna happen. I was just like, I'm just give me another Blink album now, but. Exactly, and I don't know. So I was excited. I was looking forward to the future of Blink with that sound. And then that all this shit happened with Tom, and now we're getting yeah. we're getting Matt Skiba, and so I am super pumped. I'm pumped about Matt Skiba. I'm pumped about the sound, um, because yeah. I think Blink needs a little Blink needed a kick in the ass or something different. But I think for them to call it Blink One Eighty Two, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think if it was up to me, if if I made the decision, if I said, hey, Mark and Travis, I feel like they should say Blink-182 featuring Matt Skiba. I feel like that should be their artist yeah. title. I don't yeah. know. Um, and there's, there's plenty of other, there's plenty of other roads to go down with that. I mean, you know, of, of what to call it and, and whatnot. Because then you get in the scenario, and, and I can't predict the future, so I don't know. You say Tom comes back in like five, ten years. Every, and let's say, like, you know, their run with Skiba was, like, really, really good. You know, they've made a couple albums or something, and we all, like, fell in love with the songs, hypothetically. Well, it's not like it's not like Tom's going to come in and agree to play those songs in 10 years, you know, or that maybe, we liked in, the, in this amount of time. Or, may, or maybe he will. Or, or what about this? Imagine if, and I was talking about this with a friend the other day, imagine if years down the road... Tom joins Blink-182 with Matt Skiba. They become a four-piece. Right. How, how, <laughs> yeah. I would be supportive of that. That would be one of the coolest punk rock bands. Blink meets cool. Alkaline Trio. Like, already it's going to be cool, but if yeah. you add Tom, Nick, I mean, that's probably not going to happen. It's definitely not going right. to happen. But, you know, right. what? another yeah. thing that could be funny, imagine if, so are you familiar with their original drummer, Scott Rayner? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah he did He did Buddha, he did Cheshire Cat, he did Dude Ranch, and yep. a couple other demos. Mm-hmm. Yep. Imagine if Tom says, fuck you, you guys are going to go be Blink-182 with Matt Skiba. Well, I'm going to go start a, an alternative Blink-182 with Scott Rayner. So now it's Scott, Tom, and then they get some other guy. They get someone someone else from a cool band to play bass. Now we have two yeah. Blink-182s. Would you imagine? Yeah. This reminds me of, uh, uh, I mean, Pink Floyd is one of my favorite bands. And this is this. it reminds me of this story where, like, in the mid-'80s, their bass player left, Roger Waters, and, like, so Pink Floyd continued without him, and then like they were playing in the same cities when they were touring in like the late '80s, and like Roger Waters just was just getting like like nobody because everybody was going to like the Pink Floyd shows. Like wow. he didn't have the name built up. Yeah, so it kind of reminds me of that. And there's another one too. I feel like there's I know I mean I have I would have known this probably like ten years ago, but like there's definitely been times when like I. I don't I can't think of the bands right offhand. Definitely classic rock, but where like they've toured. Like, like separately, separately and been like this, this is this with this person, person you know leading or whatever and so, so like you know it's like, like well what do you who do you choose like you know it's like, like whose side whose side are you on through <laughs> you know? all this i tried to not choose sides and just I, even when so 
actually, so when the whole thing first broke, when Mark and Travis said, all right, we're playing this show with Matt Skiba and we're going to move forward with Matt Skiba, that same week, or maybe a week, maybe it was like two weeks later, Tom had a brand new album out just as Tom yeah. DeLonge that were like demos, odds and ends he put on it. Now, yeah. I, I seem to think my take on that was that he had a bunch of demos that he was making for Blink with Blink. Right. And right. he didn't want them to use any of his ideas. So he was like, all right, I'll quickly throw this together and just put out an album. And to be honest, I fucking love it. I love it. <laughs> Have you heard the Tom DeLonge solo album? I've only heard, I saw a music video from it, and that's, whatever song that was that I saw the music video for is the only song I've heard from it. I heard good things, though, I just haven't, I haven't checked it out. Is that the one when he's walking around the city with his guitar over his shoulder? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Barely a music video. It was, it sounded, honestly, dude, it sounded like Dude Ranch. It had the same writing style, there was no re reverb, and also, t Tom's been killing it musically, because before he put out the Tom DeLonge solo album, he had the new Angels and Airwaves album with the drummer from Nine Inch Nails now. Yes, and yeah, I don't know yeah. if you heard that album, but that was I did, I did. I love. Yeah. I I personally also I loved it. Angels and Airwaves. He took away the reverb. He took away all that the spacey stuff, which was great. But I felt like this was like a yeah. new step in a new direction for Tom. So, mm -hmm. so I thought he was killing it. So I really supported the new album that he put out. I w I just wish you know that some you of those you songs... bring up a good you bring up a good point though about the, like him just rushing it out so they couldn't use. Like his ideas. That's not crazy. That's not crazy, right? You agree that that could have been. No, yeah, no, absolutely, yeah, yeah. Because I'm like, what? Yeah, I, like, and they're like, we're gonna do this with Matt Skiba, and then like literally the next day, Tom had one song out or a preview of a song. So I bet you Tom was like, Tom saw the news and he was like, fuck this, I'm I'm getting in the mm -hmm. studio. But what sucks is that it takes something like them to say Matt Skiba for Tom to get inspired to jump into a studio. And I'll, I bet you he spent the I bet you he spent two weeks recording that album. So why the fuck yeah. couldn't he use that energy on Blink? It was just like it's it's yeah. funny how life works like that. Yeah, that's also true. So now we're sitting here, and Tom, the the most recent news again, <laughs> Pat texts me, and he's like, "Dude, check this out." <laughs> Tom said. That it would just take a few phone calls. And it's funny because this is out of context. You know, like this was a conversation he had with somebody. And I'm sure that it was a really minuscule part of the conversation. But it makes yeah, well, it yeah. makes all these punk rock news headlines because, of course, it's Tom. Yeah. But I think the question was, what would it take for Blink-Ready 2 to get back together? Um, notice how Blink-Ready 2, they're not considering it with Matt Skiba. I like that. But notice how they, they, they said, what would it take for Blink to get back together? And he said a couple of phone calls. So, and of course, the world, the Blink Ready Two world, should I say, goes crazy over this, um, because I'm sure for Tom, he's still sitting there, like I'm gonna do me right now, and I don't know how long I'm gonna do me, but if they want me back in the band, I'll be back in the band, because he never really right. quit. So I'm, I'm really, right. I'm curious to see the course of action. I'm curious if Mark and Travis are just like, fuck this guy, we're going full speed with Matt, and we're not looking back for Tom. I hope that's not the case. I, I would like yeah. to hear new music with, with Matt Skiba. I think that that could be really, really freaking dope. I think it could be really awesome. Um, but yeah, for sure. Tom made Blink Ready 2. Tom is Blink Ready 2 just as much as Mark, more than Travis because yeah. he started it. So I, I don't yeah. know what's going to happen. I, I really don't. Maybe a fist fight. I don't either. I want to know who, who's going to make the call. I mean, just a few phone calls. Like, can, can Tom just call him? Like, I mean, exactly. I feel like, I feel like it, I feel like it rests. I mean, honestly, I feel like it rests more on him. Cause I'm sure, I'm sure Mark and Travis has done what they can and they're just not looking back at this point. So I feel like if Tom still wants to be in the band or still wants to like make something happen, it's going to fall on him. Otherwise 
he's going to keep waiting and keep doing him, as you said, and they're going to go make this album with Matt Skiba. And it's going to be, it's going to be too late. It's going to be, you know, it's, the yeah, moment it's, will have passed. It's going to be printed. Now, I don't, I think that no matter what, I think even if Tom was like, guys, I want back in, if he says that tomorrow, I think that Mark and Travis are going to say, fuck you, we're doing this. I think the album with Matt Skiba, however they package it, is going to happen. It's happening, no matter what. And right. So I am excited right. for that. Now, it's what happens after that that I'm curious about. It's if Tom wants back in in two years, what do they say? Do they, do they say no? Can they say no? Right. Right. You know, yeah. maybe, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's a loose thing they have with Matt Skiba. Like, all right, we'll do this album and we'll kind of see what happens. I'm sure that that's what it is. I mean, be. they could say no if it's going really well and they're still touring and, like, it's selling out. I mean, if they're, if they're, if they're having a good run, I mean, I, I could see them possibly saying no. Fuck. If 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 Tom if Tom wanted to get back in, you know, I, I who knows? He might see that it's going well and and either not want anything to do with it or want to like, you know, I'm not saying Tom's evil by any means. I wouldn't say he'd want to come in and screw it all up and be like, hey, I want back in. But I don't know. It's got to be. We don't know. It's got to be weird for Tom right now or or when if they were to come out with something with Matt Skiba, it's got to be weird because Tom helped build yeah, it this. Would be weird. He he helped build this whole Blink Ready Two empire, and I say that there are yeah. there like even Blink Ready Two themselves were surprised when they were selling out Jones Beach two nights in a row. Like still, like people Blink fans exist. Aliens also exist. Mm-hmm. They do. <laughs> True. And so, yep. but it, it just it feels wrong. Something about Matt Skiba singing Tom songs felt a little wrong, but it's kind of like. It, it felt it felt wrong, but it also kind of felt right, you know. Like and yeah, Matt Skiba, right. he wasn't flaunting it on stage. He wasn't. It's like they're they're cheating on us, basically. Exactly, yeah, they're cheating a yeah. little bit. But yeah, I guess Tom. Uh, it was Tom's fault initially. I guess. I wish we 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 will never know the full story unless one of us becomes friends with with Blink Ready Two. That's true. Shoddy me. Well, I don't know how much else we can we can uh, we can delve in. I, I just I just want to end and say. When I heard this news, I was up all night, <laughs> and then I was down, and I just want to say to Blink, I miss you. Yeah. And- Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I could keep going with puns. And for God's like sake, stay together. Yeah, stay together for the kids. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, send on that one. Stay together for the kids. Oh, my God. That was really good. I was like, I didn't want to speak, and I didn't want to ruin your flow. (laughs) Yeah, it was was starting to go downhill, so you saved me at the end. Oh, I thought thought you were going to do another. Like, it was starting to go down, but you you used the down one already. Hey, now I'm fishing. I'm fishing. We'll stop fishing. Um, Yeah, I I was getting too boring and pathetic. Oh, you d- know. dick lips. But now I'm just saying <laughs> random shit. Um, I also want to mention that Tom's new album, he had a bunch of joke songs on there. Like like really oh, well-produced right. songs about fucking your dad and pissing in your mouth and shitting on your chest. And I was like, wow. Well, see, maybe Blink was going to go back to that kind of formula. Like, of you know, it was like a return to form almost of like their heyday. You know, maybe that was maybe that was the plan. Maybe when they were getting ideas together, they were like, well, let's put some more goofy stuff on here. And just to, I mean... See how it goes. Maybe. I don't know. I'm, it's pure speculation. Through the years, but, I've, I've just been hoping, I've been sitting here hoping for Blink-22 to put out a funny music video. Because the last two albums, yeah. all their videos have been pretty just straight up videos. Like, that was, right. that's what got Blink to where they were. It was, what's my age for again? Sure. Three random dudes running naked. It was all the small things making mm-hmm. fun of the Backstreet Boys. All their videos. 
first date is one of the funniest videos of all time. When Tom pushes that kid, <laughs> yeah. Tom pushes a kid into the pool. Are you? That's just so yeah, it's funny. So it's so funny. Yeah. And you know, I guess them having kids and and growing up a little bit, growing up. I guess. Oh, yeah. I'm st- I'm done with the corn. But um. Well, none of the none of the uh, self-titled album had any like funny videos. No funny videos from that. What was your favorite side project of all the side projects? You got Box Car Racer, Plus Forty Four, Angels and Airwaves, and uh, Slippery Nipple. It, it was Plus Forty Four. Oh, it was Plus Forty Four. See, it was for me. Box Car Racer was unreal. I loved it. I loved Boxcar Racer too. I remember, I remember getting that album. Um, for some reason, I, maybe it was just because I was a little older. Obviously, I, I don't know. Plus forty four, like, because I still, from time to time, it's been a while now. I, I seem to that seems to be the one I revisit more than anything else. There are a lot of great songs um, on that album. Yeah, well, I remember I briefly DJed at a college radio station back home, like after right after high school, around the time that album came out, and I remember playing uh, the song "155." It's great. I would, that was the there. example. It's a great song. Yeah, I was. I would play it a bunch, so I just kind of like I kind of associate it with that time period. Yeah, it's it's, it's a great album. But all right, so hey, dude, it oh, is. Let's keep me posted on Blink stuff because I know you'll text me. I will. We'll we'll revisit this in six months to a year and see what happened. See if any of our predictions ended up becoming correct. Um, and we'll have you back on on the show for sure. Yeah, whenever, please do. Whenever this a fun. topic arises, this was this was fun. And uh, last thing I want to say: don't leave me. Oh, that good. That was that was very cute. I, lo- I love you. Been, Pat. Hol- been holding it. Love you as well. We'll do this again. I want to fuck a dog in the ass. Goodbye.